Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast is uh, sponsored this morning in memory of a dear friend, Michael Fried, Yaakov Moshe Ben Hana, Ve Avraham Fried, Allah, Shalom. Uh, condol- our condolences to the family, family sponsored by Yaakov Shirazi and the Aqua Index family. Bezat Hashem, we should only know from Semachot. Amen, amen. Rabotai is a fascinating pasuk that the Kutzka Rebbe used to translate in a counterintuitive way. One of the fascinating things we've covered many times in the class is this idea that in any Sefer Torah in the world, there's no uh, nikudot, there's no commas, there's no periods. And part of the reason why in a Sefer Torah you don't have nikudot and you don't have commas or periods is to allow a person to read the Sefer Torah in as many ways as possible. There's unlimited (coughs) lessons and ideas that are there, and therefore, if we were to express it only with one set of of nikudot, you wouldn't have some of the other lessons. An example, or two examples, are what we say every single day at the end of tefillah. Al tikreh banaich ela bonaich. Al tikreh halichot ela halachot. So if the Torah, in the Sefer Torah, it said halachot, how could you read halichot? If it said banaich, how could you read bonaich? You couldn't. But it's because it's expressed without nikudot that you understand that these words can be understood and expressed in both ways, sometimes even simultaneously. And those two lessons, they play (coughs) off each other. Let's use the example that we just brought down. Wise men, righteous men, sadiqim, they increase shalom in the world. One of the signs that someone is not a Talmud Chacham is if they're a person that brings machloket to the community. Let me say that again. One of the signs that a person is not a Talmud Chacham is that they bring machloket to the community. How do I know that? And how could I say that if I'm only 41 and sometimes these Talmidei Chachamim are 80 years old? Because I didn't say it. Because every Jew says it every morning. Talmidei Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam. If someone is not Marbim Shalom Ba'olam, what are they? Not a Talmidei Chacham. I don't know what they are, but they're not a Talmidei Chacham. Is this clear? Is this clear? If this is clear, then we understand that the words of the uh, of the Ma'amar uh, Chazal are telling us, "Al If it's supposed to be read banaich, right? What's the pasuk? Anyone remember? Rav Shalom Much peace, banaich. Are your sons? indicating that these two words are interwoven, they are linked one to the other. When a person is acting like God himself acts, then they are called banaich, they are called God's sons. You ever see someone on the street, you see them in two seconds, you say, oh my gosh, that's for sure an Ajmi. The other night we were at the Zohar, they walked out with the baby, what's the baby's name? Eli. Eli. They walked out with little Eli, God bless him. As soon as he walked in, everybody said, what an ajmi. Right? Remember that, Mark? <clears throat> now the point is, you look at someone, they look like the father, the grandfather. What do you say about them? That's a son of this guy. That's a grandson of this person. 
If you look like God, then you're called Banaich. If you don't look like God, you're not called Banaich. That's what we mean when we say on Rosh Hashanah, Im Kibanim, Im Ka'avadim. You know what? If I'm doing everything right, Kibanim, Rahamenu Kirahim Avalbanim, then we deserve the Rahmanut of a father to the sons because we are acting like sons. So we can ask him to, in contradistinct, in, in uh, excuse me, in, uh, in, in correlation to act like our father. But if we are not acting like sons, if we are acting like people who don't want to do what their father wants them to do, they have to do what their father is asking them to do. That's not the hitna hagut, the uh, uh, acquiescence of a father, of a son wanting to do something for their father. That's the acquiescence of a servant who is made to do what their father wants. Rabotai, there are many sons who are not sons, they're like servants. Sammy, God bless you. You go every time to sit with your father, to read Pesukim with him. Something you have to do or something you love to do? Rabotai, Rabotai, the difference between a son and an Evid is if you feel like you have to do what you've been asked to do. That is the difference between a son and an Evid. Say the Ma'amar Hazal, Rab Shalom Banaich, God, what do we know God is doing? Oseh Shalom Bimromav. Not Asa Shalom. Ose shalom bimromav. Ose shalom bimromav. Hubrahamav yase shalom alenu. Now, this idea, if that is what God does, He makes shalom. What is God doing every day? Asks the Gemara since the time He made the world, gave the Torah. What else has He got to do? He ain't playing Candy Crush. What is the Gadosh Baruch doing all day? What is He doing? The Gemara says. He makes Shiduchim, making Bazra. He sits, he finds this one's Nasib for this one. This one's Zivuk for this one. In fact, the Gemara says that there was once a, a, noble, a noble woman, she said, oh, if that's what I should, let me do it, no problem. She lines up 500 guys, 500 girls, you and you, you and you, you and you, and you and you and you and you. The next day, everybody comes with a black eye, and there's missing a finger, right? It's unbelievable. What happened? The worst Shiduch ever, we got home, we're screaming, we're yelling. To find two people that could exist in harmony, in uh, equilibrium with one another, that's very difficult. That's what God does. Ose shalom bimromav. So if you want to seem like Banaich, if you're a Talmid Chacham and you study Torah, your job is to promote shalom in the community. Rabotai, Rabotai. Let's understand what this means then. The Kutzke Rebbe teaches us one of the most beautiful and deep ideas. He says that Am Yisrael is punished. All of us, as we approach the Yom Adin, what do we want for ourselves? What are we going to say as soon as we start praying? Let the year and its curses end. Everything that was difficult about this year, we don't want it anymore. Problems in the business, problems in the family, people drowning inexplicably one after the next in oceans and rivers and lakes. Barmenan, finished, enough, we don't want it. The shootings in shuls. We're done. We want this year to start 
with all of its berachot. You want that to happen? Asks the Kutzker Rebbe the most beautiful idea. He says, it says in the Torah, you know why Am Yisrael gets punished, is driven into exile. Tachat avadita, because you did not serve Hashem your God. Everyone understands this to mean right? The reason is because you did not serve God with joy. You put on tefillin, you felt like you didn't want to do it. You went to visit your father, Sammy, you felt like Hajibah. Instead of a bit of big smile on your face. Sammy's videoing every time he goes. It's beautiful. And really, it brings, it warms my heart to see the way you do that mitzvah. Rabotai, do you understand? Says God, the reason why I'm punishing you is because you didn't do the mitzvah with simcha. What? Punish me because I didn't do the mitzvah. Don't punish me because I didn't do the mitzvah with simcha. That's extra credit. And the answer is, it's not extra credit at all. If you understand the true nature of what mitzvot are supposed to be. Don't get caught up with the specifics of this specific mitzvah. Rather, understand the overarching concept. Imagine, Mark, imagine, Robert, you tell your son, go get downstairs. There's a paper by the, what's it called? By the doorman. Go get the paper and bring it up. The kid doesn't get the paper. You say, would you mind getting the paper? The kid doesn't get the paper from the concierge. You tell him, Rohi, just uh, if, you, if it's okay, I know you're very, very busy taking pictures of yourself and posting them on Instagram. <laughs> but if you could pause for one second your selfie game, and there's a paper that I have by the guy downstairs, I, I need it. He walks out of the room. Fine, okay. Hazaka Baruch, the kid finally went. Three minutes later, you come, the guy's lounging on the couch, still on his phone. You want to, want to do, you want to take the phone, throw it at the wall, jump up and down on it. Yeah. Yeah. You tell him one last time. Please, there's a paper downstairs, not a newspaper. I have a paper, a document downstairs by the... Could you go downstairs, my, uh, my back, my sciatica, my... I don't know. Go downstairs, get the paper. It says, fine! Fine already. You keep asking me. Fine, I'll go get it. You, go, you come out after five minutes. Kid's not there. Paper's not there. You open the door to the apartment. You're going to go get it yourself. Had that sitting there on his phone waiting for the elevator. It's con and come three, four times already. Each time he missed it because... Okay, it's rolling. Listen to this. What happens... The kid says, he sees you're about to blow your top. He's like, Dad, you always get bent out of shape. It's just a paper. It's just a paper. What's the big deal? The father says to his son, Honey, it's got nothing to do with the paper. I'm not angry about the paper. I'm angry about the fact that I, I've done everything for you. My whole life has been you. And I ask you for something it takes you one second to do. For you not to do it, or for me to have to ask you this many times to do it, it disrespects me, the relationship that we have. That's what God is saying. Because you did not serve me, you did not do what I asked you. I had to ask you 50 times. And then when you finally did it, you're like, oh, 
Rabbi, how much, uh, how much do I have to give for the Mahatita uh, Shekel? $10 a family member? Really? <laughs> it's supposed to be Kofir Nefesh. It's supposed to be in replacement for your actual Nishama. That's the idea. Ten, are you worth $10? You worth $10. What are you complaining about? I asked you for the Misvah. Like, I asked you for this. Sit in the Sukkah. It's a little cold. A little cold. Do we have to sit in the Sukkah? Rabbi, I don't want to sleep in the sukkah. You know, I get a creak in my back. You know, I'm not going to sleep in the sukkah. There's so many mitzvot. Hashem asks, just, just do it. He's asking you to do it. Just do it. Says the Kutzke Rebbe, that's not what the pasuk means. That's a beautiful idea. That's not what it means. He says something magnificent. He says there are times when a person tries their best to do what God wants. It's not that they're ignoring Him. They're trying their best to do what God wants. But you know what? The temptation was too powerful or they were too tired, or they had no more patience left, or they lost their willpower, or whatever the case might be, and they did something they shouldn't have. Says the Kutzke Rebbe, don't read it, because you did not serve me, read it, what's the difference? There are times when we do not serve God. But God says, if you feel bad that you did it, if there's some sort of remorse that you did it, even if you didn't do Teshuvah yet, if you're embarrassed that you did it. Today, there's an idea in the courthouse. If someone does a sin, if they do, excuse me, a crime, one of the things that the judge are looking to see is they want to see if a criminal shows or exhibits remorse. If a killer, if a robber, if a thief, if someone who cheated on their taxes is acting arrogant, he says to them, oh, you want to? Okay, go ahead. I have my team of lawyers here. Everybody just wants to throw not just the book at him. They want to throw the bookcase at him. But if the guy is showing remorse, it was weakness. I'm sorry. I feel bad. Did he fix anything yet? Not at all. Just the fact that there's a lack, that there's not a, a joy and arrogance in their misdemeanor is enough to be able to start the ball rolling. Says the Kutzke Rebbe, Tachat asher lo Because when you didn't serve me, you didn't do it with embarrassment. You didn't do the sin quietly hidden somewhere. You did it out in the public in front of everybody. You know what? You were proud of what you said. Yesterday in the class, I did something that I don't know if it's ever been done in a class before. We were talking about the idea that when a person does a sin or they make a mistake, that they need to recognize and be truthful with themselves about the mistake that they made. So I asked the group to repeat after me. I, I, am, am, a sinner. I'm a sinner. I don't know how many shuls you have a rabbi asking the people to say after him, I am a sinner. But this morning in Silichot, I was reading the words, and I read the words, I said, I will admit to you my sins. And then you will carry them. If we are happy when we sin, if we are relaxed about it, if it doesn't bother us, that's a much bigger sin than if the person... They're not going into shul, but they feel bad about it. They feel bad. That in and of itself. 
says the pasuk, Tachat, excuse me, Lev nishbar v'nitke Elohim lo tivzeh. What does that mean? We say it every holiday season. Lev nishbar, a heart which is broken. V'nivzeh. Nivzeh comes from the lashon of bazui, bizayon, a heart which is embarrassed. Elohim lo tivzeh. God, God will not put down. Do you understand the value of embarrassment then? The value of not feeling happy with what I did. What a wonderful thing that is. And I just want to say one thing, because to me, sometimes I'm overcome with emotion when I think about God. You know, if someone hurts you badly, badly, and you go to them and say, hey, do this to me. You stole money from my bank account. I met someone once, he was swiping his in-law's credit card all the time. They were very wealthy. He thought that he would get away with it. No one would know. How are you going to steal from your family? Then you come to the person, you have the evidence, incontrovertible. Everything is right there. You could see exactly. Even the IP address from the computer from which you swiped it. We have everything. All the evidence you've nailed to the post. Imagine the guy says, yeah, you know, I think about it now. I feel, I feel bad. What are you going to say? You feel bad? Put the money back in the account. Put the money back in the account and we won't press charges. But God doesn't say that. God says if the heart is embarrassed, if the heart's broken, even if you didn't fix the problem, what a God we have. What mercy. And it takes that rahmanut, that kindness, and that grace, and that compassion to understand that human beings, even when we realize that what we did was wrong, our stupid egos make it so hard even just to say three words, I'm, I am sorry. I was wrong. But for God, on some level, that's enough. It's enough to open the door. May God bless us during this important time to be able to have the courage to say sorry, to feel badly, to experience embarrassment. You know what? I tried something in my own life and I'll end with this. I took on myself that anytime I'm about to do something wrong, I say something to myself. This is great. You love this. You adapt your own language. I say to myself, Shlomo, are you a low life? A lot of times, I can't. I can't. Whatever I was gonna do that wasn't the right, I can't. I can't go through with it. You want to nail a guy, right? Because made you feel bad or whatever. He didn't show you the right. Are you low life? Now try and do it. It's tricking your own ego. It's playing your ego against your ego. It's the most brilliant chess move. If you could ask yourself that before you sin, before you make a mistake. And I'm not telling you to call yourself a low life. That's, I just, uh, I, like to call my, I like to call my spades spades. Figure out your own language. 
How to say to yourself, you're better than this. In such a, in such a moment, sometimes we can gather the strength to be able uh, to change and to improve our behavior. Baruch al-Nala Ulam. Amen ve